You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Uh, we, <laughs> you know, we're coming to you special today. You know, normally I know you guys are going, uh, wait a minute, it's one o'clock, not two o'clock, but we are doing a special show today. Uh, well, let's, let's just say a special hour, extra hour. So, uh, you, your ears do not deceive you. Uh, this is On Point with Victor. You are listening to America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, Look, folks, we are going to have fun today. This first hour, I have quite the treat for you. And uh, you know what? Let's just jump right in this. I wanted to do this special hour because I have a ama- I have two amazing guests and uh, one wife. Not not mine. <laughs> so, those of you who are looking at the camera going, where, where? <laughs> so, folks, today with me. Uh, is uh, I've got two awesome, awesome folks. Uh, one of them is uh, retired Colonel Amos King. Uh, Amos King. And then I have to my other side of me is your hopefully next DeKalb County Sheriff, uh, Harold Dennis. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm you? doing great, doing great. So what I want to do today uh, for this first hour, um, I, I want to get into – well, we're going to get into all kinds of topics, but I want to start by letting uh, – Mr. King uh, to my left, and if you're looking live, that's that way. Uh, I, you know, so so you you had your own show here in Atlanta. I mean, you were yeah. doing a radio show before. So give a little background to the listeners because uh, one thing about On Point with Victor, we are a national show. So you're gonna re- we reach people from California to New York to uh, just all across, and we even have international listeners. So let's start with a little bit of background on you. All right. Good afternoon, Victor. So good to be here. On, on point with Victor. Uh, excited about being here. Uh, you've invited me before, and I finally got here. And you finally got here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited about being here this afternoon. Uh, my name is Amos King, like you said. I'm a retired uh, to the Colonel Army 28 years. 28 years. Uh, I retired back in 2011, and wow. I've done several things. I taught school, I was a principal, I was a general manager of a radio station. And uh, in Atlanta, I have my own talk show on WYZ fourteen eighty. Wow! The name of my show was the Amen Corner. The Amen Corner. Where we tell the truth in your city, providing information, inspiration, and great conversation. <laughs> it sounds like we're going to need that show to come back. Well, we we was over in uh, city of Atlanta off um, Boulevard mm-hmm. for a number of years and had a great time over there. Uh, very very capable and active listening audience over there and um, had a great time and then finally they, they sold the station so huh. I do my show on uh, on their Facebook live now okay had a lot of followers that follow me on to Facebook and I'm just excited about it and excited about being here on your show today excellent well man I'm so glad you were able to, to make it in because I I got to know you 
gosh, let's. It was. Here was it 2016? I think it was 2016 when I met you first time. Now you told me something the other day that I just it, it, you you, you kind of made my you made me feel really good and you made my ego go a little bit bigger. With some people out there laughing, going, "You already can't fit through doors." Well, let me tell you something. When you when you grow up five foot two, you better have an ego <laughs> because life's going to be hard if you don't. Now, um, but you mentioned to me, um, and we can get into some topics and we'll get into some politics, but just on the set level because this stuck with me because you looked at me and told me that I was one of the first. Republicans you ever voted for. Yeah. So, so, yeah. And so, he was the second one. And he was the second one, and that would be Harold Dennis over here to my right. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you also made a comment about, and we'll, we'll just jump right in this, I guess, but you made a comment to me about uh, Donald Trump and black folks. Yeah. Why don't you tell, tell the listeners what you told me? Uh, I, I said this to Victor, and I often say it on my show. I say, Donald Trump was the best thing having a black American. You know, and I pause there because I'm, they're waiting on the hook. I said, because the- <laughs> he woke us up. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, what I mean by that is the, he does things unpresidential mm-hmm. that people don't, you know, think they do. You know, on my show, I didn't do a whole lot of national politics. Mm-hmm. I felt they got enough press as it, you know, as, as it, it is. is. So I didn't do a whole lot of that, but I'm aware of what's going on and I see. And I would say this right here from a standpoint of leadership. I try not to question anybody who I never walked in their shoes. Mm. Uh, you got to understand the politics of the game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people out there today, they really don't understand the politics. That's why I try to stay local. And what I mean by that, if, if my trash is not picked up on Wednesday morning, I can't call Donald Trump, <laughs> but I can call Michael Thurman. That's yes, yes, right. And say, hey, they didn't come and get my trash now, today. Now, Thurman may not answer, uh, but, but well, you can try. <laughs> I, I've got a good rapport with, with uh, CEO Thurman. Uh, we've worked together on some initiative dealing with oh, the veterans. So good. I don't really have a problem, uh, mm-hmm. not with really a lot of people. Right. You know, some of them not responsive, and they go on their own very way. But uh, I do what I have to do, and they mm-hmm. do what they have to do. Right. Well, let me ask you a little bit, and and Harold, I, I would like to have your opinion on this. You know, so just chime in when you're ready. Um, but it, now, now I, me being Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, I, all my life I've been told you, you've got to vote Democrat. You, it, you have to you letter D. It comes down to where people would tell me just because that I'm a Hispanic uh, or brown or whatever they want to call me, but just because of that. I shouldn't look at the person. I shouldn't look at policy. I should only see the letter D, and that ought to be it. And that's an awful message to me. And I learned um, just through my upbringing and, and through reading myself and doing research and, and being in college and having – and always the combative people that were – the people that were combative with me the most were the people who said they cared the most. Um, and a lot, of the, a lot of these liberal groups would always uh, want to argue with me and, and – and they would call me names and stuff. As soon as they, I said, I don't agree with everything. It, I never said I was a Republican. But the minute you push back or the, that I push back, it was, oh, you're Hispanic and you're a traitor to your people. Well, no, I just don't want to be a taken advantage of. And, and I want my vote to really count. So when it comes to the, the black population, and, and you mentioned it, uh, Amos, when you said the best thing to happen, or he woke, he woke you up. Yeah. Um, so maybe elaborate on that a little bit on 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 what you mean by that uh, as as waking up in terms of not having your vote taken advantage of. Let me explain this to you how how I see it. You know, 
most of the time people don't even know what's going on as far as politics. They vote for name recognition. You know, if you've been in office 30 years and uh, they're comfortable with you, they don't know what, most of them don't even know what district they're in. I'm going to be honest with you. You have to speak truth to power, and you have to be honest about it. You have to know what's going on. There's, there are some black politicians shouldn't even be in office now mm-hmm. because they're not doing anything. There are some white politicians shouldn't be in office. They're not doing anything. So you have to assess the situation uh, with the people that's running, and you have to look them dead in the eye and say, well, we're going to hold you accountable. That's what we don't do as voters. Oh. We don't hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. We go, we go back, and what I do, organization I'm with, we check your records. Mm-hmm. See what you've been doing, what you say you're going to be doing, and we've got to hold you accountable. Doesn't matter. This last election uh, over in DeKalb County with the state representative, mm-hmm. we lost two senior state representatives. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, Coach Williams, mm-hmm. and I think the gentleman named Mobley. Mobley, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been in 16 yeah. years. Yep. Two rookies beat them out. I mean, beat them out bad mm-hmm. simply because this go around, a lot of politics taking place. The black female is voting for the black female. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be qualified, really. Mm. And they're voting for them. But they're going to vote for them. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. You need to vex people mm-hmm. to see what they're going to do. And if you vote for them this time and they don't do it, you hold them accountable. Accountable. Well, I'll take it further, Amos. If... If you're going to vote for somebody, you're going to give them your vote, and you're going to let them represent you. And then in two years, they hadn't done it. But they come back to you, oh, please give me two more years. I'm going to get it right. And then two more years goes by, and that's four years. And then they come to you, oh, that other guy's bad. That other guy's a racist because he's got an R by his name. So you got to vote D. Now, I know I didn't do right, but I'm going to do it this time. And then you vote him in another two years. At what point can we convince people to say – You've got to match rhetoric to reality. You've got, at some point, you've got to match what they say to what they do. Well, I tell you what point for me, <laughs> because I read mm-hmm. and I study and I know who's doing what. Mm-hmm. You know, you take individuals that's off into the paper, they know what's going on. You're not going to fool them too many times. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're Republican or you're Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, we have brought parties all our life. Let me give you an example. When I was in the military, our biggest raises came when the Republican was president. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I should be happy. So you should have been happy. I mean, the, I'm serious. The biggest raises came. Wow. I remember when uh, Bill Clinton came in, they, they downsized the military. Mm-hmm. I had got out at that time. He gave you opportunity to get out, and people was getting out. But right. the biggest raises came when the Republican was in office. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I should have been voting Republican because, hey, they're taking care of me. Right. That's how people see it. Yeah. But that wasn't, that wasn't where I was at this time. Yeah. I moved to a different level in our life because I know some people in there, and I see them all the time, and I know they should be gone. Hmm. I say things that uh, a lot of people won't say. Right. I'm going to be honest about <laughs> you, it. You were Trump before Trump hey, was Trump. No. <laughs> I, just say, I just say things that... Uh, <laughs> You know, because, you know, what comes up, when come up, like I said, we tell the truth. Mm. And I say, if you don't mind, may I take just five seconds to pause for station identification for my show because it's on the clock. Uh-huh. I, want to, I want to pause it for station identification with the Amen yeah, Corner. Yeah. We tell the truth in your city, providing information, inspiration, and great conversation. I did that because I'm, I'm doing Facebook Live. Yeah, but yeah, to answer your question, Victor, 
Uh, it's very interesting. People can can smooth you over, okay? Mm-hmm. They can smooth you over. Look you dead in your face and lie to you. Yep. Huh? And politicians can do it better than anybody. All my life, I've been in, ever since I've been 21 years old, I've been in a leadership position in the military. Mm-hmm. The uh, best guy I ever worked for in the military was two of them. Two of them. One of them was white and one of them was black. The worst guy I ever worked for was a black guy. <laughs> so I judge he a said man. It, not me, no. <laughs> I judge a man on birth of who he is. How he hey, treat me. Wasn't there another king that said judge a man by his character? That's right. And the content of his character, the not content, by his skin. And not by his yeah. skin. Absolutely. All right, look. I know some of you are out there going, uh, when is Harold going to say something? Because if you hadn't said it, I'm going to say it. So when we come back, <laughs> I'm going to get Harold to speak up a little bit. And then if you're lucky, I'm going to get his wife to say something. <laughs> She's going to give some news. No. Uh, all right, folks, we will be right back. We're going to go to a quick break here. So you stay tuned. This is On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderes. I had a request for that, folks. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Look, folks, if you are tuned in uh, and you want to watch this, if you want to see Colonel Amos, if you want to see Harold Dennis, uh, you guys don't need to see me. This is a face for radio. But these two guys... Uh, especially this guy over here. He's always dapper. Is he not always dapper? Always. always. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you want to see what's going on, you can go to America's Web Radio, our Facebook page. Uh, we do the show live from Facebook. So right now, if you go over to the America's Web Radio Facebook page, you can see this live and you can interact with us because I can see your comments popping up on the screen. Uh, you can also go to YouTube. It's being there live. Or you can go to uh, Amos King's Facebook page where he is re- doing uh, going live right now so 
I want to get back, uh, Harold. I want to bring you in for a, for a minute. Um, let's touch a little bit on because let's update people on what's going on with the DeKalb County Sheriff's race because I believe things have gotten postponed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what are we looking at now? We're looking at May. So, right now, currently, Victor, we're looking at May nineteenth um, for the election. Um, it's been talked by um, the Speaker of the House, Mr. Royston. Um, he wanted to delay the the election into June. Um, but they can no longer do that because um, the Secretary of State, the the most that he can actually push it off is 45 days, mm-hmm. in which the day he actually set it off, it was 56 days for, for May 19th. So we are still sticking with the May 19th date. Uh, we're still going forward with the May 19th date. Also, they will start um, early voting a week ahead of May 19th. Hmm. So we are encouraging people to um, do your absentee ballot online. Um, once you get in the mail, go ahead and send that back so you can go ahead and get an absentee ballot. Or you can also go ahead and vote early. If you you know want to be brave and go ahead and, and vote in person, you can do that. Um, I do feel that I myself will actually go ahead and, and vote early um, to get it out of the way. You can go in and be out in five minutes. Now... With 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 what's going on right now with the Wuhan virus, the COVID nineteen corona, and how, how has this changed your campaign? I mean, what what kind of campaigning can you do right now? Well, right now um, it has changed the whole game for campaigning for um, any candidate that's currently running for office. Um, you can't do the door to door canvassing. Um, it, just to be honest, no one is really listening to the candidates right now in reference mm-hmm. to campaigning because they're more concerned about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a blessing earlier during the week. Myself, um, Gary Guan, um, Mr. King, um, we also went out to the community and uh, we went to Dorville Police Department and we gave um, the N95 mask to Dorville Police Department. Wow. Um, so we can protect our first responders here right. in Cab County. Yes, sir. That is excellent, excellent. Well, I want to. I'm going to come back to Mr. Amos King. When we look at a race like this in DeKalb County, where we know, and 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 bear with me, let me tread on on everyone's attention span here because I know a lot of you aren't here in Atlanta. But I want to just just because what happens here in DeKalb County, what we're going through, I can promise you is going through in the state that you're in, in the city you're in, in the municipalities that you're in. There's going to be some similarities, and what we've dealt with here in DeKalb County. If you look past at our past sheriffs, I mean, I need only go to the guy that just left that office mm-hmm. and the kind of trouble that he was in, the things that he did, and then the the, the an intern sheriff. And I'm not going to throw out a lot of names, but she hasn't really been exemplar, let, exemplar let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the problems in, in what we touched on a little bit earlier is you've got a situation where DeKalb County and, and South DeKalb, you've got a lot of, of minority voters, and they tend to just put in the letter D. They'll just look for the letter D, and we're not making any progress, especially when it comes to sheriff. So when you got a guy like Harold Dennis comes along, how can we get that message out to, to minority voters and tell them it's okay to not vote for a Democrat and give another guy like Harold a chance? I think I – think- you know, things are changing now. You know, black folks are not crazy. Uh, I won't let you know that just because <laughs> they might see a Democrat, they vote Democratic. Right. Um, most of the time we don't want to get involved. But let me just say this here about this situation with Mr. Dennis, him being a Republican, because this is a nonpartisan right. race that he's right. in. Mm-hmm. My organization, Justice for Veterans, we vex the candidates, right. nine of them. 
I don't mind saying because I'm not on nobody's team. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get a job from nobody. And right. A lot of people do hang-ons. They try to get jobs from mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. once they win and everything. Right. I don't, you know, I, I don't have to work no more in my life. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So I don't, I don't need it. Mr. Dennis ain't never promised me nothing. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I don't want to do no work. Right. So <laughs> You've uh, done enough. Yeah, I've done enough. <laughs> so I'm saying this. We vexed all nine candidates. Right. We heard them out, and we, we listened to them. Okay, mm-hmm. we came to a conclusion. Our organization, the Veterans Justice for Veterans, that we was going to support Mr. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you why. I went to uh, the, the sheriff in office now, and mm-hmm. I said to her, "I want to talk to you because I want to talk to you. Uh, what are you going to do for the veterans? Mm-hmm. That, that's my major interest, and that's my major interest. What are you going to do for the veterans?" We just had last year uh, a case with a young man, Sergeant Anthony Hill. He was murdered by a police officer. Yes, he was. Okay, he was murdered mm-hmm. by the police. Yeah, yeah, I, I, naked. He was shot naked. Mm-hmm. Had all. It was just a traumatic event with that that took four years. That it shouldn't have taken four years. Mm-hmm. Three judges recused themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, people got off the bench. Everything that possible went wrong went wrong. Mm-hmm. So there are some concerns here about how the veterans are being treated. Are being treated. Besides Anthony Hill or Tavis or Harris, Quintavious Harris, he was killed at the bank up there in uh, Marietta. Mm-hmm. Mental illness. Mm-hmm. Brian Easley, that was Brian Brian Easley at the bank. Quintavious Harris shot the police officer mm-hmm. over in DeKalb County. Said shot him in the hand. Mm-hmm. Well, he was shot at fifty-seven times by four police officers. Oh. Wow. Mental illness. All three of these individuals are mental illness. Mm-hmm. So I had a meeting with the with the CEO and I asked him. What are your plan to make sure that Anthony Hill don't occur again? Mm-hmm. Uh, Quintavious Harris don't occur mm-hmm. again. Brian Easley, what's the plan for that? So we're vexing all of these agencies that's in leadership, the CEO, police department, sheriff mm-hmm. department. So that's what I wanted to talk to the sheriff about. Right. You know, what are you planning to do if you come up on a mentally ill man, mm-hmm. he buck naked? What are you going to do? Right. Well, she never got back to me. You're kidding. She never got back to me, so she eliminated herself. Yeah. Yeah, process of elimination. Right, she right. eliminated herself. Mm-hmm. Two other people running for office said this here. And you got to remember, I'm a military guy. Mm-hmm. They said something happened at the jail over there. They weren't really on board with it, but you went along with it. Mm-hmm. We can't have people going along with something just to go along. Just to we go need along. Lead, it. lead, follow, get the hell out the way. Or get the, <laughs> that's right. You understand? Yeah. And that's what you got to have. You got to be able to speak truth to power. If something's not right, you got to right. be able to say, well, this is not right. Yep. Well, there's a motto in the military. We don't know how to fail. And and what I took take from that is if we fail, we're going to get up and we're going to get it right. right. We're not going to go along yeah, to, to get, get along. along. And that's that's what that's what's happening a lot in local politics. Mm-hmm. When you see people bit in office 20, 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. there's who's coming behind you? Mm. See, that's one of the major problems. You know, if you've been in office 20 years, I personally feel like that's too long, but you yeah, need me, to be training somebody else to come along to take, take your place. Right. we got some fine young people out there oh. today. they got mm-hmm. brilliant minds mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. But we won't pull them along. We want to die in office. And that's, and that's a sad commentary <laughs> very, right there. Very. You know, Amos, I couldn't have said that better myself. I rail all the time on my show about career politicians. Um, I, I love the United States Constitution and the Federalist Papers, and, and I, I study those all the time. I usually have a pocket constitution on me. 
Um, and the founding fathers warned against career politicians, and that's what we've gotten into. And the problem is it's not just on the federal level. You mentioned it. Politics really does start on the local level. Mm-hmm. And, and if you ignore your your cities, your county, your all the way up to the state house or in the state senate, if you're ignoring that, then you're giving your power away. And what I mean by that is you're giving the vote the power of your vote away. I often question people who's running for office. You're 71 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. You know, you can say what you want about me. It's time to go to the house, man. Mm-hmm. We've got to get some young people uh, in amen, place, man. Amen to that. We, we've got yeah. to do I don't even vote for you if you're over 60. Well, You know, Harold, might, he might be sliding in here. <laughs> He's just making it. <laughs> but I'm just, I mean, come on. It's time man, to go to the house. And you made that by what? I mean. Just a little bit, sir. Just a little bit. <laughs> It's time to go to the house, man. You know, people ask me all the time, man, why don't you run for office? For what? For what? <laughs> huh? I'm just trying to live, man. Yeah, that's right. You just want to make it. I'm trying to make it to the next. We're out. to be in the office. And we're outside. You got to dodge the Wuhan. You got to dodge H1N1. You got to dodge no, the regular dodge flu. You got to dodge the That's right. Dodge now we got to man. So I don't, you know, it's it's nice if things go along, if we're being effective in our community, mm. if we need to do what we can in our community and make things happen. Yeah. But we are not doing that. We're not. And you know, and, and you can, you, I, I want to hear from you in a second, Harold, about this, because I've often said, and, and you probably heard me when I was on the campaign trail in 2016, if, if we can't fix our community, how the hell are we going to fix the federals? The, you know, when we complain about D.C. and the swamp, if we can't start in our home and if we can't start in our county and then the city and then the state, how can we clean up D.C.? And, and there, there are so many things that, that you mentioned young, young folks. Mm-hmm. We, we have talented young folks, and we, and we need to cultivate that instead of just uh, – Telling them that live in your mom's basement, depend on the government. They're going to take care of you. Ask if you have a question. Go to the government. We got to get away from that. We got to get back to the self responsibility. And, and I do believe there's a lot of young folks that that they have that natural yearning inside, which I call the American spirit. This the the, the yearning to be free, the, the the yearning for liberty, the the yearning to if I put some sweat equity out there, I'm going to get a little bag of rewards. Let me say this, Harold. I'm going to let you take over. There's two places that young people are leaving us, mm. in politics and the church. Mm. Okay? Yep. When you look at the church, you look around now, uh, young people are gone. They're going to churches where they got young, young ministers, young people where they can relate to them. The biggest budget in any church should be the youth budget mm. because they're the future. They're the future. Okay. Wasn't there a song about that? <laughs> it, wasn't no, it wasn't no R&B song. <laughs> but, but think about it, though. Wait a minute. Whitney Houston said that's right. Oh, okay. No, but, um, oh, we are. No, okay. you're absolutely right, though. And um, we're, we're gonna, we are we got to take our next break. I know this is going by fast, but we're going to get to another break here. But when we come back, I want to elaborate a little bit more on that on, on because you're absolutely right. We're not investing in the youth. No. And, and we hear a lot of talk every election season, mm-hmm. invest, invest, which usually means spend, 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 but it ain't going where it needs to go. Right. And then I want to hear your take on, and, and, on, as a sheriff, how you can help the youth. So, folks, hang tight. We are going through a lot of topics, and uh, we can't have much more fun than this. So we'll be back in a second. You're listening to On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio.
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual, family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Yes, that is the sweet music of the band Pointless. And uh, look them up. Well, I mean, maybe not look them up. We weren't that famous. That's your band, <laughs> That's isn't it? That's my band. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Welcome back. This is On Point with Victor. And my guest, Amos King of the uh, Amen Corner and Harold Dennis, candidate for DeKalb County Sheriff. Uh, they are joining me today. I, I do want to mention, uh, you guys are active today as listeners, and, and I cannot thank you enough Uh for tuning in and listening. I love it. You guys are great. You guys are what makes this show uh, awesome every week. Um, but I do have a, uh, you know, you've got your veterans group, Amos. Well, I got a, I got a Marine who uh, just uh, fired in and said that you're right about the raises. And uh, he said the biggest raise he ever got was on a Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, but I also have, uh, I have some listeners in Florida. And they're already starting to chant Amos for president, Amos, Amos 2024. <laughs> so you may have to forego this age thing here because we already got Amos for president starting. <laughs> I can see it now. Amos and Nikki Haley. How we can't lose. Yes. Well, you already lost. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he already aged. He, he aged himself out. Let's just say that. But, oh, man, this guy. All right, well. I want to, you know, when we when we left before that break, we were talking about the youth and how even the even the churches aren't aren't really putting that budget. Instead of maybe going to the, uh, you were giving an example about the guy asking for three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I read this morning where uh, he's a big a mega church evangelist, mm-hmm. Kenneth Copeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him this morning saying that he was going, he's blowing the virus away, and that. Uh, uh, three or four years ago, he, I guess he prophesied that this was the year that he, his ministry raised three hundred million dollars. Wow. Okay, well, it might be, but is that relevant today? I mean, people are losing their job, right? Yes, yes. You understand right. what I'm saying? They right. they don't have a place to eat, mm-hmm. a place really to stay. Not only that, they're very fearful. Mm-hmm. But to go and say this is a year. Yeah, that we're, we're going to raise three hundred million. Okay, let's just say you raise three hundred million dollars, and then what's he going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Hmm. 
in time. I hope you do raise three hundred million so you can give it away. So you can give yeah, to the people. To the people. Yes. You to see, the people. And, these and, are the messages that we should be sending. Yeah. Nothing against these these ministries or anything, because right. I believe you know God is in it with these with these people. Mm-hmm. But here's why I think they go too far, and I don't mind. I don't mind saying, mm-hmm. if you in your church and you're tired, of, and something happens, you fall on bad luck. Mm-hmm. Some church you can go to, you can't even get no help. Mm-hmm. Now let me just pause here to clear this up. I'm a member of the Beulah Baptist Church in Decatur. Mm. I got shot a few years ago. My church was there for me. Wow. You know, because I, I give back. Mm-hmm. So they were, I can honestly say that they was there from, from visitation to help me. They was there, and we do. In our church, we give to the community. You don't even have to be a member. Wow. We give to the community. But you can't come back but once every six months. Because people will <laughs> yeah. well, rob the church. People man. will rob. Huh? They'll rob their mother. Did you know what I said? Absolutely. You know, that's, that's, I think that's a scripture. that with a man rob God, not only would he rob him, He'll tie him up so he can't come back. <laughs> so he can't come back. I heard a preacher preach a sermon one time, 52 robbers a year, hmm. and none of them being reported. Now, you preachers out there listening, leave that alone now. <laughs> God ain't told you to preach that. That's served by Reverend Marvin Wiley, so you start preaching and he put it out. 52 robbers a year, and none of them and none being, reported. being reported. Every Sunday. That's a rock. Let me leave that alone. <laughs> I like it. No, you know it's true. It's true. You know. You know. I. So I. I. I talk about this sometimes. So I was raised. Now. Now. My mother was a Southern Baptist. My father was was a was raised Catholic with Jewish influence because my my grandparents were Sephardic Jewish. My dad though was 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 raised Catholic because his mom they converted to Catholicism. And Catholicism, and my and my mother Southern Baptist, and not once growing up did my dad say you have to do this, and not once did my mom say you have to do this, but they always warned about exactly what you just warned about, and and they said, but you know, have, you you've got to have your spirituality, and you're going to grow, and you're going to learn, um, but they gave the same principles. And and, uh, and 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 but my dad would always talk about exactly what you just talked about <laughs> about the there's a robbery every bit. <laughs> he didn't say it that like that, but once a week, but once a week, <laughs> and it ain't being reported. It ain't being reported. Can I set the stage for you? Yeah. If, if I believe in the vernacular of my mind, mm. if I was if I was uh, doing this message, I would call uh, Dennis from the police station. Hello, I want to report a robbery. Well, where is that? You give a location. Mm. Well, did you see who it was? Yeah, I saw them. Yeah. What did they look like? They had red, white, blue, yellow, all of them on. <laughs> well, their sizes, they big, small, short, whatever. There's too many of them up here. You sent a car down here. We got to build a fence <laughs> around. That's how I would begin my That's text <laughs> with, with that sermon. 52 uh, robbers a year. Uh-huh. And not one of them. And not one of them. Being reported. reported. <laughs> Man, I don't know how you're gonna follow that up, Harold. But <laughs> you know, but I do want to. Um, since we were talking about the youth mm-hmm. and, and how they're being a little bit ignored, well, a lot bit ignored uh, in the community. As as a sheriff mm-hmm. um, and in the office, and I know you know the sheriff has a you have a duty. Mm-hmm. 
But there is something that can be done. You can help in the, with the youth, can mm-hmm. you? Or, Certainly. Or tell me Certainly. what your plan is. Um, you know, uh, by um, you know starting um, a youth program at the sheriff's office to um, help our youth resist um, gang involvement and um, drug usage by acquiring federal funds um, to facilitate an aggressive um, youth program so we can get them off the streets and, and have them being productive citizens of society. See, and that's common sense. You don't have a political agenda. You don't care if they're D's or R's. No. You, you just want to do what's right. And this is what I love. And this is the conversation I think we need to have more of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we have uh, – you can take the, the, the current situation right now that's going on with, mm-hmm. the, with the COVID-19, this, this Wuhan virus, and the way people want to – this was an opportunity – for D's and R's and L's and I's and and this was an opportunity for Americans to stand as Americans. Mm -hmm. We could stand together and say, we have an invisible enemy. We can get through this. We will get through this together. Mm -hmm. We had to shut down an economy. This wasn't your fault. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an R's fault. It wasn't a D's fault. Mm -hmm. But we're going to work through it together and then we're going to help people together. Which is where I think as the sheriff's office could work with churches mm-hmm. because there's no conflict there. Uh, no. There there really isn't. And just as a politician could work with a church and a church could work in the communities because, you know, I'll have there's probably some some of my liberal listeners out there are probably screaming right now, church and state, separation. Well, I'll remind you to read the First Amendment because it is a freedom of religion, not a freedom from religion. And as long as the state is not saying this religion will be the religion of the state, we can work together and they can work together. And so this was an opportunity where we could have stood together and everybody could have worked together. But we've got too many politicians that want to fight each other. I I know you've got some. I think what happened in this situation, we wasn't prepared. No, without a doubt. You've got to look at uh, when Obama left, or President Obama left office, the infectious disease people was fired. Hmm. All of them was fired. Okay? You cannot allow something like that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be a continuation. The word is continuity. Right. There was no continuity left. See, this is why, you know, sometimes I, I believe in the Army because the military, rather, if you fire me today for my job, I'm committed to the military. I'm not committed to you. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So the show is going to go on. I can get fired right today. They got a job for me today somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm not committed to the individual. People become committed to the individuals who are in office. Mm-hmm. When they leave out of office, it just lags. We was we was not ready for this here. Well, you know, there's a there's a number of reasons why we weren't. And and again, this is one of the things where we should be able to stand as Americans because both sides, you you had you do have natural where there's going to be people who who go and come. Yeah. And 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 there was that that infectious disease office. It was it was it was weeded out because it was overblown over bloated and and I think uh, President Trump wanted to get to a streamline where we could get caught up. Because it was brought to his attention that after the Ebola, under the Obama administration, they didn't replenish the PPEs, they didn't replenish masks, they didn't replenish respiratory. So there, there is something where, again, it shouldn't be politics because if one area is trying to – what happens with politicians is they look at, well, maybe we can forego this because I want to put money towards this project or this program when – we really ought to be putting Americans first. Let me come in on what you just said about what they did replenish. You know, 
in Army, we call it SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. <laughs> right. If they had had that in place, right. it doesn't matter who's in office. Then it naturally happens. It just naturally happened. Yeah. You just follow along. President Trump, he shouldn't have to say anything. Right. Okay, you give a briefing that morning, we ought to mask. Okay, we're bringing the mask in. Right. It's not rocket science. Exactly right. That we want to do that. But I want a policy to come local. Okay. For the state of Georgia. With uh, President, I mean, uh, Governor Kemp. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the problems I think was going on in Georgia. Too many different messages are being sent. Oh. Now, the other day, he asked people to be off, I think the streets at about 6 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, on last Friday. Uh, Friday. Well, he put that message out at 6 o'clock. Yeah, 6 o'clock. I thought it was 9 o'clock you have to be off the street so you'll be getting fined mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, he just went the other day to open up the beaches. <laughs> now, you actually people to be off the streets. But yet, okay? you, but yet yeah. you open the beaches. And here's the other thing. You're asking me not to gather with more than 10 people. Mm-hmm. Okay? People, loved ones are dying. They can't even have a film. Mm, right. Okay? Right. No more ten. First, it was two hundred and fifty for the church. Mm-hmm. Then it was fifty. Then it got down to ten people right. for gathering. Well, hell, I go to Walmart. It's five hundred people in there. <laughs> Amen. You know, there's no social <laughs> distance. Now, explain that to me. You, this you, is how, this is how I feel now. Yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. With yeah, you. no, I I feel that the powers to be, Walmart, Targets, all of them. They friends with the powers to be. <laughs> President Trump came they, up a few weeks ago. He was making a, a conf. Who was standing with him? Walmart. And <laughs> <laughs> so the money continued to flow They're because trying, it's not dude. making sense yeah. to me that well, you won't mean it. Not gather with no more than ten mm-hmm. people. But yet you're gonna send me to a supermarket with everybody else. And no you social know, distance. Right, right. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought Just that up. Just save me some toilet paper. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I I gotta pause for a second. I saw the, I I saw this thing. Somebody sent this to me today. But they said if you're single, they got the best ad that you need to put out right now, and it is. Uh, I'm a man with toilet paper seeking woman with hand sanitizer <laughs> for some good, clean fun. <laughs> so, so if you're single out there, that's my advice from my point with Victor. <laughs> so, but no, Amos, you're so right. You know, I was having a discussion yesterday. I've got a a good friend of mine who uh, – he he uh, he's he's on the conservative side, but uh, him and I both have a lot of friends that are on the liberal side. And but he was talking about that very thing. He said, you know, I don't care who the government official is or where it's coming from, but if they're telling me that I can't, I need to not, I need to be off the streets and I can't work past this hour. And if I'm at home, I don't need to have I need to have less than ten people. And if I'm if I am with ten people, we need to be six feet apart. But yet, they want you to go to the grocery store, whether it be Costco, Publix, or or, or uh, Walmart, or Target, and they want you to stand in line. Well, take a look, people. Just like Amos said, when you're in the store next, take a look. Do you see social distancing? No. Do no. you see people? And I mean, so where does it make sense? And, and that's so. There's got to be a happy medium somewhere, but we got to stop giving out mixed messages, which I think it was your point. Yeah. If I was the president of the United States, what I would have done? Actually, hold that thought All right. because I don't want to interrupt you in the middle because I, I like this because uh, they're already calling for you to run for president. <laughs> 2024. So I, so I like this. So, <laughs> so you you hang tight, folks. When we get back, we're going to have President Amos King. <laughs> He's going to give his address. 
We'll be right back, folks. This is On Point Victor. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move, Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and listen to the Doctor's Lounge, where you get a private insight into the conversations that doctors have amongst themselves. Join us Thursday, 8 a.m. every week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. You're, we are back. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. Okay, so some of you who are just watching live are wondering why we're all here laughing our tails off. Well, that's because the wonderful, beautiful wife of Harold, <laughs> she pointed out, she goes, you know, I've tried to practice social distancing, but my husband won't cooperate. <laughs> and I say, you know, Harold and I agree. You know, when we got married, we were told we are one. We are one. So we're going to be one through a crisis through... <laughs> No matter everything, no matter what, and you right. She said she has my back, and I have hers. And you have it, and you rightfully pointed out we're gonna die together. We're dying together. (laughs) All right, I want to go back when we went to that break, uh, (laughs) Mr. President. Yes, uh, President King, you were about to address the listeners. This is what I would have done. I was took a week out and uh, had a meeting, got with everybody, the disease people, and everything else, and I would have put this out, mandated, put this out. In two weeks, we're going to shut down the United States. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to be coming out the house <laughs> unless you're the policemen, firemen, nurses, doctors, First very, responders. very essential people. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Nobody is coming out. I see you out where you're going. You're not going to work because everything is shut sure. down. Mm-hmm. Now, that might sound crazy. But that's probably the only way that you really can do this to get everybody in at one time. Mm -hmm. You give them chance, enough time, to buy enough food for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And you stick to what you're going to say. You know, uh, you come up and you say, I'm going to find a person $1,000. Now, how can you sit there and say that? Well, you just took that man out of his job. Yeah. But you're going to find him and then lock him up for six months. While you're letting criminals out of jail. While you're letting them out of jail. Where Mm are you going to put these people? Yeah, where are you going to put them? See, we're not, it's just scare technique. Yeah. That's another show that we have to talk about. Right. But you're trying to scare people. Mm -hmm. If I was the people, I would remember who you are. 
when time comes to vote next time, Amen. you will not be in office. Amen to that. One of my messages today in the second hour is just that. That you need to be, I hope, that people are listening and watching and paying attention. Yeah. Because when they go to the vote in November, there's some of these folks that need to be thrown out. Let me just highlight my state. I'm from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is the only state in the South that has not instituted this stay-at-home. Wow. You know, they're the only one mm-hmm. so far. There's been eight states, and all eight states have Republican governors. Mm-hmm. Well, these people are on the fence because those people are looking at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now in the state of Arkansas, we turn over the dirt. What I mean, well, we get ready to plant for a crop. <laughs> That's right. It's How crop, long you want me to stay time. in if I'm a farmer? Yeah, if you're, yeah. And you know? where do these people like uh, uh, Alexandria Occasional Cortez? I mean Cortez. Where does she think this food's going to come from? The farmers are, and the and I got to say too, when since you brought that up, we really, we really need to be giving a lot of thanks to the truck drivers yeah. and the farmers out there because if were it not for them, we wouldn't have what we have right now yeah. that's in the shelves, on the shelves, or in the store. So, but you're absolutely, you know, I I agree, you know. Um, it's it's it has to be a tough spot to be in as a president. And I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican or Libertarian or Independent as a president to face what we've faced here, because a lot of people want to put blame on uh, uh, on Trump or on you know the D's and the R's and all that. When really, if you want to blame somebody, we need to blame China. But that's an, that's that's not the time right now. You know, right now we got to get through this, and that's when I think we should stand together. The only common denominator between the rich man and the poor man is death. Yeah, that's right. Okay? That's right, yeah. Envision in your mind two graves dug, mm-hmm. six feet deep, okay? Well, they don't bear six feet no more. It's four feet now. It's unless it's two <laughs> well, it may be all they need from me, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> but I want you to envision that. Two holes right mm-hmm. there. What's the difference? Even right now with this virus, mm-hmm. the rich man dying just like just the poor like man. the poor man. That's right. Huh? That's right. So you you have to look at it like that and say, "Wow, man, the only common denominator." Mm-hmm. So we have to take this serious. Absolutely. But what we have to sit down and talk about now, and what they should be talking about, what do we learn from this? Oh yeah, that's got to right? come. Right now, you have to talk about that. What do mm-hmm. we learn from this? Right. How can we go forward? Mm-hmm. And not because I'm sure them guys up there in Washington D.C. looking around at each other, they don't know who's going to be there tomorrow. Right. You know, there's no protective shield. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is. <laughs> not that we know of. We know of. But <laughs> yeah. they're looking at each other, saying, "Well, when did I get it? Mm-hmm. You don't have it today." You could have had it back in January. Yep. Or February. Well that's you know, that's a good point too, because they're starting to find out now and starting to study and I was warning about this weeks ago. Because of the fact that China hid this, we don't know how long they hid it. But now they're saying that uh, there are Ameri- maybe half the population here in the United States could have had it yeah, they're and, asymptomatic. And, and never been uh, symptomatic. They were as- asymptomatic or they had it and, and got and got rid of it. So that we we don't know how long it's been here. So. You know what's interesting? I was reading about in Wufei in China. They're not even having cases hardly no more. That's now how could that not happen? <laughs> if it started there, you know what do they have? They they got the virus. No, I mean, they, they stayed inside. The, they they uh-huh. completely well, shut down the government. Yeah. Everyone well, stayed Well, look look yeah. at Beijing and look yeah. at um, Shanghai. Yeah. They didn't even have a whole full blown two. I mean, they had a lot of cases around China, but most of it was Wuhan in that area. Uh, but you're right. Now the other thing we got to remember: this is a communist regime, so they ain't exactly being all honest with us. Um, so we really don't we don't have great data, but from the from what we're seeing, yeah. 
Um, it uh, yeah, it looks like they're they're already sending people back to work. Italy is catching hell, man. Italy's catching hell. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think about um, as far as um, Amos was saying earlier that um, you know people don't have jobs, but mm-hmm. the police they want to find them a hundred dollars. But what about the nurses and the doctors who have um, student loans? Right. Do you think the government should go ahead and forgive their student loans because they're doing a great job mm-hmm. in, in, well, here, in, you know, in the United States? That's a great question because I think, um, you know, one thing one thing we can be thankful for is that all the models have been wrong. In every state, all the models have been wrong. So we haven't had the death rate. We haven't had the the, the hospitalization rate that, that everyone was fearing. But on the other hand, we have had a lot of people that are having to go into the hospital. And were it not for the nurses, the doctors that you speak of, Dennis, um, and I think there are some states that are pulling in students who are about to graduate, residency. Their residency, instead of happening in a normal hospital, their residency is happening with a crisis. Right. And um, I, I would be – I'd be 100 percent on board, Harold, if uh, – if these these people who are who have this massive debt, and I don't want to burden the American citizen with that with that with the cost of that, but what I would but you just signed a two trillion dollar. But we just signed exactly, stimulus. which is what I was getting to. So if we're going to start throwing out money, that money needs to go to the very people that that a we put out of work, yes. and b to the first responders yes. and to those students. And I and I'll bet you most Americans wouldn't have a problem with some of that going to help. The student, because that student who was going to graduate and go through residency just got fast-tracked to the front lines. Certainly. And imagine being on the front lines when this is – it is a contagious disease. Now, we got some good news today because it looks like 98% of the people who get uh, the COVID-19 – Recovers mm-hmm. 98% recovery rate. That's great news. But they're not saying that, though. They'll, no, they're not reporting it. Okay. They really aren't. But but we, we got that news out today. But as a first responder, knowing how contagious this is, you don't know, you don't know if you're going to be part of that 98%, but you're still putting your life on the line, on the front lines, with a mask and gloves, hoping that, well, i got to treat this person. And those first responders are running in. They're not, they're not stopping going, I'm afraid of getting this. No, they're going in to save those people and save Americans, and I think that's a great thing. Two things I want to comment on. You, when, you hear, when I hear you say 98% are recovering, mm-hmm. I want to remind you, in, in Michigan, 40% of the people who have died have been African-American. Wow. So where are they recovering from? Right. See, people get statistics. Mm-hmm. You don't even know if they're right or wrong. Well, right. You're they, just they, hearing they, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you're talking about responders, my daughter works at Greater Hospital. Wow. Ooh. And uh, I call up, I told her, I said, I want you to quit right now. I want you to quit. Wow. She said, well, Dad, I'm not, I'm not a quitter. You know, I'm, I protect you myself. You raised her too good. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I'm gonna, yeah. I want you to quit. Well, you're a natural. Because I was, I was afraid. Mm-hmm. She works down there with people who got it on the floor. Well, let me and everything. Let me just interject real quick. For those of you out there who aren't familiar, not from Georgia, Grady Hospital is our level one trauma yeah. center. Mm-hmm. This is not a, a a hospital where you know you're just going to go when you when you need. This is the hospital they take you if you're yeah. gunshots, if you've got a cracked open head. I mean, it's a trauma center, and so now go ahead. And, I mean, that yeah. puts it in perspective. If if somebody's got COVID nineteen, they're going to Grady. Well, <laughs> I if, mean, if, if you got any places. trauma, you want to go to Grady. Yeah, ask me. Mm-hmm. I got shot. You were a gunshot victim, and I and Grady, <laughs> I went there. They saved my leg. You know, eight surgeries later, I spent 45 days in Grady. 
that's a long time to be yeah. in a hospital. Yeah. I was in ICU a long time, so Grady is the place to be. I'm trying to get up on a billboard. <laughs> it's a Grady saved my life. Grady yeah. saved my life. But <laughs> I want to pause here and say this about Mr. Dennis because yeah. uh, we, we want to get this in. Uh, our organization, Justice for Veterans, vexed him, and we support him. Now, the other guy who came in second, I called him up. And I said, hey, sir, you know, this is what we did. You came in second. This is who we're going to go with. Because we want to let you know mm-hmm. how we come to this conclusion, right. how we came here. Now, we didn't look at Mr. Dennis or that he was a Republican. The race said nonpartisan. Nonpartisan. Okay? So, and I had a long talk with Mr. Dennis. I told him, if we support you, we expect. You to do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. No more than that. You don't have to give us none. Be fair to the people. Mm. The sheriff is the most powerful man in the county. In the county. People don't realize yeah, it. The sheriff. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading somewhere that only somebody that can arrest the sheriff is the coroner. Mm. That right. sounds crazy. It does it? sound crazy with that. Well, is, this, yeah. you know, being slick and all, this side mm-hmm. of county gets over. They don't have a coroner. They got a medical examiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cabin that, That's the cab oh, county for you. <laughs> But loopholes. the sheriff is a very important man. Yeah, very much so. Very important mm-hmm. man. So we've got to have people with greater in, in, in integrity. I'm going to give you a starting figure right now. The last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Finish me up, Mr. Dennis. I got <laughs> Finish got, me up. Yeah, do it quick because uh, unfortunately we're running what, out of time. Uh, basically what um, Mr. King was saying in the last 50 years, every sheriff has been arrested at DeKalb County Sheriff's Office, except for one. Unbelievable. All right, folks, we're going to have to leave it there. I want to thank Amos yeah. King. Uh, I want to thank Harold Dennis. Folks, look them up. Uh, they're awesome, and uh, we're going to have you guys on again, and hopefully, Amos, uh, you're going to have a show, I hope, pretty soon. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back. Stay tuned for another hour of On Point with Victor coming up next at 2 o'clock. We'll be back. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.